You've heard of a rhino, but what's a lino? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I was not here last weekend, which was Memorial Day. Uh, I was out on a family thing, but on that weekend was the Libertarian Party primary in Florida. And they nominated on the Libertarian ticket Gary Johnson, who was their presidential nominee from 2012. But they actually have a separate ballot for the vice president, and they uh, nominated William Weld. So Gary Johnson was the former Republican governor of New Mexico, and William Weld was the former Republican governor of Massachusetts. Now, I get Gary Johnson. I He's not the most libertarian guy ever, and I think... He answers some questions very wrong as far as a libertarian is concerned. But William Weld, I mean, the rabbit hole is deep with that guy. Talk about an establishment candidate. I mean, his background alone, if you if you think there's a centuries-old power elite at the top, he's in it. He he his family, I think. It's definitely claimed that it came over on the Mayflower. I went to Harvard and there were weld buildings everywhere. His wife was the great-granddaughter of Teddy Roosevelt. Her last name was actually Roosevelt. And, uh, And that stuff doesn't even bother me so much. I think you can definitely be a good American, even with a, a, a pedigree that might hint at insider advantages. But he was a proud member of the Council of Foreign Relations and was a co-chair of the task force I've talked about before, where Heidi Cruz signed off on this thing. But this guy actually wrote it. He or he was the chairman. His signature is, you know, the John Hancock of this report, which calls for a North American community that does such things as uh, uh, encourage or require interoperability of the police and military across the tri-national region of Mexico, the United States, and Canada. It calls for the adoption of the most stringent laws of any of the three countries for such examples like labor law, environmental law. So if Canada passes a super strict law, they, this document encourages a Bilderberg type group to help cram those laws down to the U.S. outside of our legislative process. I'm not kidding. So this guy is not, he he would not only not be considered a real libertarian, I think a lot of Republicans are horrified at that kind of stuff. So Republican means Republican in name, uh, Rhino means Republican in name only, Libertarians uh, just coined the expression lino, libertarian in name only, as a result of this ticket. But the the alternative viewpoint is that this is a compromise ticket that could draw votes away from the record-breakingly unpopular major party candidates, the presumptive nominees, 
Donald Trump and Hillary, who I guess is really on the ropes against Bernie in California, but that I still think that those two, Trump and Hillary, are going to be in the general election. Could be wrong. But there's this uh, increasing movement among real mainstream, hardcore Republicans. It's a minority, but it's it's a, a vocal minority who are calling for uh, a support of a libertarian candidate that would basically be the real Republican candidate. And that's I, I and I saw this coming a while back. And I'm thinking, you know, that's what this is. What does that do? What does that mean? If you're a libertarian, are you happy that people are going to come in and increase the popularity, the recognition of the Libertarian Party? If you're a Republican or a Democrat, are you happy to have a kind of third way to uh, vote in good conscience if you would absolutely simply not vote for Trump or Hillary? What do you think about this latest development? 404-872-0750, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I have opinions about this, and I will I will go through the, uh, what I think this really means, why I saw it coming. Uh, I'm going to try to get to that at the bottom of the hour, but I don't want to dominate the conversation with my opinions. I want to get your opinions. So I'm going to read some of the tweets I got, and I uh, want to take your calls. So some of these tweets... When people call, they call from the car, whatever, Democrats, Republicans, independents, libertarians, whatever. But tweeting tends to be people who are more like-minded with you because you follow each other. So these are really what libertarians, I would say this is a sampling of what libertarians are saying. I tweeted, what do real libertarians think of the Johnson-Weld ticket? And Johnny, uh, here are some of the tweets I got. One is from Johnny C. I knew that the LP, Libertarian Party, is a corrupt freak show, but the last vestige of my public spirit wanted someone to vote for. Sad face. (laughs) So the corruption, I actually asked him to explain about that. I've seen suggestions before. I read a really vicious article from the, uh, it seemed very far left, kind of from when Gary Johnson ran in 2012, saying that uh, he, he has longstanding deep ties, even in his libertarian candidacy in 2012, to a kind of back office of the GOP machine. So it is possible that he's, you know, his, he is working hand in hand with Republicans. I don't know about that. I haven't been able to get any details on that or support. But the William Weld thing definitely seems like a setup to me because I did predict something would happen in the Libertarian Party, and this fits that bill. Johnny actually, Johnny C, goes on to tweet, how did this Weld thing happen? It really makes me want to don the tinfoil. So he's just saying that I, you know, that that if you see conspiracies, that's the tinfoil hat thing. And with this... This is this is what my reasoning was in in seeing something like this coming with the Libertarian Party. I I know a lot of people like Trump. I am not criticizing Trump as a candidate or endorsing him as a candidate, anything. I'm just saying this one thing that I noticed and started writing about a year ago almost was that when he announced his candidacy, a couple of news stories were spun by the media to feed into his narrative. And when I see stuff like that, it 
screams to me that there is some vaccines operation going on there that Trump is not forcing the media to cover him. It's not it doesn't work like that. Ron Paul did not force the media to cover him. They ignore people who they don't like. So all I am really confident about is that something's up with uh why the media and even the Republican Party, the way they've treated Trump, they seem to be attacking him, but always makes him more popular. They, I think they know exactly what they're doing. And I think if you want to get really cynical about it, that they would rather have somebody like Hillary in office who will continue to prosecute the wars, who will be in bed with the banks. I'm talking about the Republicans, super higher ups, not the voters. And because of that, they're, they are fine with her or they owe her one or whatever. I don't know. Maybe she knows where the bodies are buried, but they're going to let her win. And uh, and in the meanwhile, they can uh, let the grassroots or defectors take the fall. So if Hillary wins, it's not going to be to a Romney or a McCain, a hardcore establishment guy. It's going to be to somebody like Trump or maybe the Libertarian Party will split the ticket a little bit and they'll be able to say, see, we told you that if you started uh, doing your own thing, if you started straying from the fold, we would uh, you would lose. And I have felt like part of that strategy it will be to prevent not another Donald Trump, who obviously I think is uh, a bit of a psyop. But to prevent a Ron Paul, who really was a problem for the establishment. So I feel like the GOP rule changes at the convention will come to make sure you can never have a kind of grassroots upstart like Ron Paul. And similarly, you can neuter the Libertarian Party, infiltrate it a lot like the way the Tea Party was infiltrated my mother was an early tea partier and she said it was only about taxes it was o- it was a tea party it was only about taxes and then it started breaking apart and people came in to make it just a republican platform with interventionism and social issues and all the stuff that you're already getting from the gop so if the libertarian party can be co-opted in that way again it just neuters the voice of I'm not even going to call it the minority. I actually think a mi- majority of voters want a return to these founding principles, but they just uh, the only thing that keeps them in line is that they have uh, fear that if they stray from the establishment, they're going to end up getting somebody like Hillary. So uh, I'm not the only one who thinks that, as Johnny says, because he was going to don his tinfoil hat. Uh, let's see. David says Gary Johnson has no clue what freedom of association means. He loves the EPA or to borrow a term. He's a cuckatarian. Lino's good, too. So cuckatarian is basically somebody who's inhabiting a Republican body, but really believes in things like open borders, stuff like that. That's what that means. And when he's talking about Gary Johnson having having no clue about uh, the about freedom of association, he's talking about a specific thing he said, or he said he thought, Gary Johnson said he thought bakers should be required to bake cakes for gay weddings. And when challenged, someone said, well, would you have a Jewish baker make a cake for a Nazi wedding? Would you force them to do that? He said, yes, he would. And that's as far from a libertarian point of view as you could possibly be. That's using force to for social intervention, not social freedom, but social intervention. And uh, and he's a, he likes the EPA. 
which a libertarian supporting private property rights knows that you have a cause of action if someone pollutes on your property. The private market with a functioning legal system can take care of those problems. You don't need a regulatory apparatus on top. So these are things that uh, make people not love this ticket as a libertarian ticket. But would you vote for the libertarian ticket just as a protest to the parties and the awful, you know, some people think they're awful candidates they put up, 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 82 degrees outside the studio. High today forecast for 90 degrees. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I'm talking about the Libertarian Convention, which has gotten more press this year than basically ever before because there are calls from mainstream Republicans to vote libertarian. And part of that, I think, was hijacking the libertarian party. And they can't possibly believe that a uh, that Republicans defecting to the libertarian party is going to result in anything but a Hillary win. Now, I like the Libertarian Party and do believe I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I'm not really a party person, but I personally believe that like, if, if people had voted their consciences or voted what they really wanted when Ron Paul was around and he had run as a third party, but people weren't so uh, afraid of getting outside that fold, that genuinely the majority of Americans would like the compromise position that Ron Paul and true libertarian principles offer it's not a compromise to me it's our founding principles but it's a no welfare no warfare compromise instead of more welfare more warfare compromise which you get from the democrats and the republicans but uh, i would ask if if you would ever vote for a third party candidate would you is this the year that you would vote libertarian 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK. I was talking about what could have resulted in such a compromised ticket. Gary Johnson, all right, he's been around for a while, but William Weld, when he was at the convention last weekend, I saw him being interviewed by Reason Magazine, a little YouTube video, and he said that he had just read the Libertarian platform that day, and he was surprised by some of the things in it. It was crazy. Yet... Uh, according to Dave Age, who just tweeted me, Gary Johnson begged us delegates to elect Weld at the convention. He said he wanted better media coverage with Weld. And, uh, you know, I you get more media coverage, but at what cost? You know what I'm saying? I uh, want more of your... Uh, you know your opinions would you vote for a third party ever would you vote for libertarian 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK I'll get to your calls and more tweets after the break you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And the Libertarian Party has been in the news lately more than ever before. 
They had their convention last weekend and they nominated Gary Johnson, who was the presidential nominee for the Libertarian Party in 2012. He got one percent of the vote, which was uh, well over a million votes. I think on a per on a number of votes basis, it was a record breaker for the Libertarian Party. But the ridiculous thing, in my opinion, was that they voted for it's a separate ballot for the Libertarians. They voted for William Well, the former governor of Massachusetts, as the VP. And to me, that just couldn't look like more than a, uh, of a setup than that. And when I hear that mainstream Republicans are calling for, uh, you know, we just heard Herman say on the during the news that Bill Kristol's calling for people to vote for, uh, you know, someone other than Trump that uh, we've I've heard Mary Matlin a lot of people have said they want a libertarian they want you to not vote for Trump vote for these other people when they're saying stuff like that when people in the real mainstream Republican establishment is telling Republicans to vote for someone other than the Republican nominee I have to believe I mean it seems obvious to me that they that that means a Hillary win and if that isn't what they intend then why are they doing it? And I have I always vote libertarian. I vote I, I there are two criteria for me to vote. One is I either vote my conscience, someone like Ron Paul, who whose principles I agree with 99% of the time and whose character has been proven to as somebody who will stand up for those principles. So I can vote for him uh, with you know, out of conscience. But then I also always vote the Libertarian Party or always have before in the general election as a pro protest vote. I register my protest to the liberal fascist center represented by Democrats and Republicans. I don't think this ticket now represents that. It represents a capitulation to the liberal fascist center. And I don't believe that compromise is the answer. You look at Ron Paul's purity and his tremendous support. The Republicans really had to beat him back with a stick in 2012. But Rand, his son, compromised a lot. And his support plummeted. So to me, the compromise position is a fantasy, is a, is a lie that the establishment tells you to get you to compromise your principles. You don't have to. If you want to vote for your principles, do it. Uh, is this, you know, what do you want to do? I, I would never presume to tell people how to vote. I want to know what you think. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Doug in Roswell. Hi, Doug. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad to hear that, you know, there's finally someone on the radio that's not either far to the right or far to the left. I just have my principles, and uh, I really don't have an agenda. I, I I actually get flack for saying things like, vote your conscience, and I just feel like that's kind of crazy. But I'm, I know how you feel. I'm, I'm married to a, a liberal Democrat for uh, 10 years, and we just don't discuss politics. Yeah, I, oh, I'm always amazed. I, I've actually gone kind of in the other direction. Like, sometimes I have friends who I used to not care at all, and now I'm just like, I can't. I can't understand how you don't see the problem. Now, my hot buttons are the lies from the government, the media. I actually don't even have a problem with ideologically different people. It's when people uh, defend the lies that the real, like the national mainstream media or the government pumps out, like in defiance of your own eyes, you know, they'll just yeah. say you're crazy. You've got a tinfoil hat. I mean, that 
you know that yeah. to me i can't i can't you gotta you gotta start you gotta stop believing this right baloney. on Fisher. I, I told i totally agree with you and the media is the biggest problem in this country because they're so skewered to the left that they've made messiah a messiah out of barack obama and and i've asked my wife this because i didn't really want to push it because i didn't want you know a you know, Donnybrook or anything, but I asked, what has this man done that is, has made him, you know, like a, a for sainthood, apparently, to like her and some of my other liberal friends, and they can never give me a clear-cut answer. Monica. And what about Hillary? Does she like Hillary? No. no ah. she, likes bur- she likes burning out. Bernie, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, uh, Bernie reminds me of a college professor I had who basically was so, so stuck in the 1960s, and this was the 1990s, right, when I was in college, and he was so stuck in the 60s and this, that mentality that we can get everything for free, and, 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 but my big problem with Bernie is who's going to foot the bill? This it doesn't. Like yeah. It sounds like my 19-year-old daughter at, with a gold card going buck wild at the mall. Well, and here's another problem I have with people who think that they're for civil liberties, but are progressive when you i mean Dave, michael bloomberg put it best when he tried to ban large sugary drinks in new york he said now that we pay for your health care we get to tell you what you put in your body i mean okay. that's just that's- the way it is and and you can't you know how ha- i remember my father used to like to ride a motorcycle without a helmet which of course is pretty can't reckless do. but can't you can't because they pay mm-hmm. for they have to pick up the pieces yeah, the thing is, though, uh, with uh, Bloomberg and, and Burnout and, and Hillary and the rest of the Clinton cartel, uh, it's it's pretty much liberal fascism, and that's and there, there is a such thing as liberal fascism because I've, I've seen it and I lived up north for a while. And both parties, though, really do it. I know, I know, and, and there, I'm no, I'm not a GOPer. I've been a libertarian since 1996. I've never voted for the right wing. My problem with the right wing is they they love the war machine and they want nothing more to invade countries and steal their oil. Well, this is the crazy thing about Hillary. She does that. So what the Democrats... It's part of the Clinton cartel. I mean, Clinton, Bill Clinton and her are some of the slickest. They're smart, though. I can't call them stupid. They're they're slick and they're smart and they know how to to manipulate people. And and she can't understand why why Bernie's giving her such a run for the money. But it's it's pretty much easier because the younger kids, they just want everything for free and someone else to fit the bill. Well, for my thank you, Doug, for the call. For my my opinion of this, I'm so cynical at this point that I don't. I, I I've just seen enough about election fraud that I just don't really believe this is 100 percent in the hands of the voter and every vote counts. I think it matters what we think. I think it matters what our impression is, and that's what I believe this whole circus is about. I saw an Axelrod, David Axelrod, big political. Uh, machine guy say like a year and a half ago Hillary's problem is that people feel like the choice has been made and they want to feel like they are making the choice and then all of a sudden you see on Fox and CNN oh Bernie Sanders take the country by storm I've been at rallies that even Fox News when I went to the Obamacare rallies in DC Fox News was saying oh 10 12,000 people I was there it was as many people as the eye could see tens if not hundreds of thousands of people were there they can shut this stuff down. You cannot even uh, 
you know, hear a sound coming from a Bernie rally if the media doesn't broadcast it. So I feel like it's all about uh, making us think that there's a real fight on. But the way I see her, the reason I really can't get away from the thinking that she's the one who's going to get in and that's the way it's being rigged from the top on both sides of the aisle is that she really knows where all the bodies are buried. She was Secretary of State. She had access to all that information. In her first month, I think, as as First Lady, back when Bill was first elected, they, she did this Filegate thing where she had the FBI deliver her hundreds uh, or over 100 dossiers of people so she would know everything about them. She is not working this hard at this age, in my opinion, and... Uh, and isn't going to get her payday. I mean, I, I, I don't, I can't read it any other way. So for me, maybe it is the year to just vote uh, your conscience. Or I mean, I'm going to write in Ron Paul. <laughs> I don't care as long as he's still alive. I'm going to Stephen in Loganville. Hi, Stephen. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, I'm in my 40s and I've always voted libertarian, except when I voted for McCain because I saw... You know, un-Americanism in the Democratic candidate, which I feel I've been proven correct. But this year, I voted in the primaries, and I voted for Sanders. Wow! Now I'm getting letters from the Democratic committee to come help them fundraise and such. But What do you like about him? Oh, he's not Hillary. (laughs) Do you want him to win, or do you just want him to be the Democrat so that you can, so that he'll lose to the Republican? (laughs) Exactly. I, did, I didn't want Hillary to be on the ballot. That was the only reason. I, I'm not a Democrat, but I did vote for Sanders in the primary. That's so funny. Year, you know, That's a quirk of the open primary system. George, if I understand it correctly, I'm not great at you know political rules, right. but you, it's an you, open system. So you can just choose which ballot you get and then you vote on that ballot, right? Correct. And there was no libertarian on the primary ballot. So I went for the lesser of five evils. Well, Rand was on the Republican one, even though he had pulled out. His name was still on it. Correct. But he had already pulled out. Yeah. You know, we we don't want to waste our vote. And I I think a vote, uh, any vote that is not against Hillary is a wasted vote. But this year, I think I need to vote for Trump and not the libertarian candidate, especially after listening to you for about 15 minutes. And, you know, uh, have the libertarians abandoned us for press coverage? Well, I hate, I really hate, my goal is to make people think and have them, I I like to share the ideas, I want to hear what you think. But uh, my goal was really not to throw those guys under the bus, but I can't, I, I mean, this will be the first time, and I hate to say it, I don't think I can vote for them. I see it as a as a setup. This Weld thing is bizarre. I mean, his Council on Foreign Relations uh, you know, he said he was surprised that the Libertarian Party doesn't support a membership in the UN. I mean, does that sound right to you? No, it doesn't. I know, and it, it's it's completely ridiculous. It, it almost makes you think. Really, we've got we've actually got a third party, and they're all the same. That's I think. Yeah, he's running it, and it's not us. That's what I'm thinking. That's why when I got this tweet that said uh, it's time to don the tinfoil from a guy who doesn't tweet this kind of stuff. Most of the people, most of the libertarians who tweet with me don't think that there's this, uh, they think there's an invisible hand of the economy, of the free market. I think 
those days are over. And there's an invisible hand, all right, but it's an attached to some people whose names you've never heard of, but who really call the shots here. And and I feel like this is evidence of that. And I hate to do it because uh, I I've always defended the Libertarian Party as a protest vote, not a wasted vote. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALKER. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Is this the year? You know, what do you think the right way to go is? What's your top priority? Getting rid of Hillary, registering your protest, voting your conscience? Let me know. You got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 90 degrees is the forecast high today with scattered storms. Weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Talking about the Libertarian Party and uh, if this is the year to vote Libertarian. I'm going to Will in Cartersville. Hi, Will. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I just want to tell you that you are exactly uh, dead on today. I, I mean, I could not agree with you more. I have paid attention to all the debates. I've seen all the candidates. And I am so disappointed with uh, Gary Johnson and the world. Just could not agree with you more. And I feel awful. I mean, you know, I'm already in the <laughs> tiny minority by yep. being, you know, a, a principled, I believe in the American founding principles. I criticize the Republican Party as being totally betraying it. And... uh so it's hard enough to be in the in the minority of the Libertarian Party and then to say, I don't go for the for what's happened. But I really feel like, you know, it's been hijacked. And do you but, you know, does it matter? Should you still vote for it? No, I, I think uh, I, you know, they posed a lot of those questions to Ron Paul and I listened to an interview with him and I was kind of looking to him for a little bit of direction. And I think you're so right. I think you have to just go with your gut feelings. And uh, it's just really disappointing. But. I think I'm going to probably do the same thing as you. I'm going to write in Ron Paul. Huh. I, what did he I say? Will feel, I will feel so good about that. What did you say? What did he say? Like you said, I didn't catch what he said about all this. Uh, he, he was just he was just mostly saying that he thinks just because they're pretty much saying they're they're very libertarian because they're fiscally conservative, but that's not the only thing that really makes up who he is because his whole stance is big pro-liberty, you know, individual liberty, individual rights, and the only thing that he thought that they were really embracing, um, especially picking Weld, was their saying, oh, well, we're very fiscally conservative, and, you know, oh, sure, we want to end the Fed, but they weren't really, uh, I don't think they're resounding the same message that he is, and that's really disappointing to me, because I look at him as probably the main person who's waving the flag, and who probably has the biggest voice. Yeah, I I would say my conclusion about these guys is let's just define libertarianism in terms of Republicans and Democrats, even though I agree with Harry Brown. It's just uh, we should say we believe in personal liberty and individual responsibility on all issues at all times. But if you want to say you're fiscally conservative, socially liberal and non-interventionist, I'll let you say that as a definition of the Libertarian Party, but these guys really aren't. If you dig into their yeah. their experiences as governors, their fiscal conservatism is highly compromised. They're not for personal freedom. They're for social intervention. So Weld wrote a brief to the Supreme Court on uh, allowing, or really 
requiring states to allow gay marriage, whereas the libertarian position is totally constitutional. These are matters for the state to deal with. And a libertarian at the state level would say the government should not be issuing marriage licenses. It's not a cop out. It's the we're running into the problem of government telling people defining everything about their lives. And furthermore, both of those guys, I would say Johnson's okay on non-intervention. He does say that you could use uh, the force for American interests abroad, which doesn't make sense. It really should be for defense. But Weld is is supported Bush and in, in, invading Iraq and stuff like that. So I don't even think in what they say their liberty. They don't even stand for the principles they say they stand for, it seems to me. But I mean, I hate to throw them under the bus since I'm, I like the majority of libertarians who work in the party. Yeah, neither one of them are Austin Peterson. I mean, the one that I heard... Oh, yeah, yeah I liked him. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, everything he said, I was just like, wow. Yeah, and he and he's very well-spoken. Uh, yes, I, had, I was leaning towards him as well. But I've got some very interesting tweets. I'm going to clarify my positions, and I want to get your thoughts. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.